It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello and welcome to the Panacea Concept. So today we are going to cover the presidential debate. So if you skip this one, then, um, then you know, this might be news to you. Maybe you watch the uh, fake news and you got some highlights, but uh, this is going to be a little bit different than that. I'm just going to be highlighting things, so it's going to be a little different than what you've probably heard. Hopefully, you just if you listen to the show, you stop listening to the TV. Uh, I can't express that enough times. Uh, me and my wife were actually, this weekend, we went to uh, have our, our cheap meal or our flex meal, however you want to call it, at this... Um, really southern fried chicken and waffle place called scratch i think it's called scratch chicken anyway um so we, we you know we want to try out different places support the uh local businesses that are open and uh and you know and, and explore north carolina which we haven't really been able to do because of the uh insane lockdowns that that uh just make it so that we're basically uncomfortable to to go anywhere i mean uh I mean, it's, they closed, they closed parks. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but they closed parks. They closed the outside, which is insane. So anyway, uh, North Carolina is not the only state. So uh, we went there and uh, unfortunately they had the news playing on their dining room TV. Uh, if you're not familiar with Scratch Chicken, I don't think it's a, a chain or or if they don't have, I don't think they have that many restaurants. But anyway, um, I think they do local farm chicken so they have like a bit more quality into uh their foods and stuff even though you know it's, it's still gonna have gluten and dairy and it's still fried so it's not something to, that i advocate but it's something that I, i'm happy to uh you know share with people and say hey i i'm not perfect i i do things in moderation and, and that's what health is about it's not even in moderation i do things I took a, a gluten and dairy enzyme along with, with my cheat meal or flex meal. So that's really important. Uh, you know, I, I always try to counteract whatever I do if I'm if I choose to do something. I'm perfectly happy to go months and months without eating out. Um, in fact, I kind of prefer it because it gives me a little peace of mind. But anyway, back onto the uh, tangent. They were playing the news. And it's awful to see what kind of world the uh, fake news paints for the viewer. It paints this dystopian world where everything's going wrong and everyone's trying to, um, or a lot of people are doing awful things. And um, the first sto very first story I saw was about a church refusing to close, I believe. The sound was pretty low, but refusing to close and... Um, some church in North Carolina, and uh, and uh, you know again out of context, it's it sounds like they don't care about the public. But if you listen to this show, you know that um, this whole COVID thing is not really what it seems. And to go into that would be another hour episode. So feel free to go back and listen to the other COVID episodes. Uh, I think I have an episode titled "Everything Wrong with COVID." Uh, and that's my attempt at the time several months ago to really just accumulate everything uh, that I saw wrong with uh, what's going on. 
So uh, feel free to tune back in. But uh, anyway, so today is going to be highlights uh, of the second and last presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Now, this one is actually the op- almost the opposite of the last debate, where it was just really a big mess and yelling at each other and stuff like that, uh, and the moderator really stepping in way too much. This one is a lot more tame, and uh, Donald Trump did a great job. Uh, Joe Biden did his kind of suffered a bit for for this one because he wasn't interrupted as much as he was in the first debate. Um, so you can kind of hear more of the cognitive decline that um, that you know you can kind of see from his other commercials and and things like that that he honestly put out there. I don't know who runs his campaign. But if if I you know had uh, you know zero soul and I was working for Joe Biden, uh, I would not allow the guy to just talk like that on a commercial. He just sounds like a zombie and um, just sounds like he's having trouble. It sounds really bad, really disjointed uh, words that almost seem like they were editing and chopping together uh, from. Uh, different words that he that he said at different time at different times in that same commercial, just kind of chopping it and putting it together so that it sounded a, a bit more coherent. And so you get to hear that side of of Joe Biden. Um, if you can't tell, I do I do not like Joe Biden. Um, that is because of everything I've learned recently. So it's not because uh, any prejudices. Um, it's which is funny to say, but um, yeah, I, there is. I mean, this guy has a history of lying. He's a career politician. Uh, I have no, uh, I mean, I like to say how it is. So he dropped out in the presidential race. I believe, I believe it is a presidential race. Either way, he dropped out of a race in 1988, uh, admitting that he lied and plagiarized all his speeches. And um, and he lied about the school he went to. And he lied about the, the his academic achievements. And he lied, um, I think that's the three main things that he lied about. And uh, absolutely disgrace <laughs> to, to just like 30, it was 32 years ago. Same year I was born. It's the same year this guy is lying as a politician. And uh, oh, yeah, I think he even lies in whatever city he grows, grows up in. Like this guy's used to lying. He's been lying for over 30 years. Uh, just blatantly, he's dropped out of a race f- in disgrace for lying. And there's a old nose, uh, old nose, old news footage uh, of him saying, apologizing and saying, you know, I shouldn't have plagiarized. I should have. Um, it was a bonehead move, his words, and um, and stuff like that. So just awful, awful person. So I'm going to be pausing and um, continuing on finding highlights in the in the hour and a half uh, a debate for you. I mean, the whole thing's worth watching. Uh, maybe I'll include a link. I'll include a link to One America News Network, who's been the most honest, <laughs> that's just completely the most honest and, and least um, manipulative, although I'm sure they also have an agenda, but it really just depends. Is the agenda, you know, to benefit you or is it to hurt you? Is it to make you scared or is it not to, you know, that's, that's where it depends. I don't think in one American news, uh, from everything I've seen outside of one American news, I don't think they're, they're a horrible news company. Um, so I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. I'm going to be pausing the video periodically. So if you have here, there's a, for some reason, the program has this little audio pop that will be me pausing it. So 
bear with me. I'll see about getting rid of those pops, but it might not be uh, something that I can do more than once or twice. So that link will be in the show notes, which will be right here. Let me paste that. All right, cool. All right, so let's listen. This debate is once again uh, with a muted with a muted audience they only clap in the beginning this time there's no plexiglass between the the candidates and the moderator and all these things which is just the dumbest thing i, I swear it's like the I, i'm trying let, let me take back i'm trying not to be judgmental um and let's not call i mean the plexiglass dumb a dumb idea i mean i think i think that's okay i don't think that's offensive anyway plexiglass in between people like like they're what is that supposed to be preventing if the virus was airborne you're an enclosed space with air conditioning uh there's no way a plexiglass does absolutely anything uh besides stop people from throwing uh, like if the candidates were going to throw things at each other that's the only thing it would be good for um it's it's ridiculous but i've noticed even in the places we've shopped there's more plexiglass everywhere it's just this insane uh very like I don't know, just hunt. It's it seems like we're, I'm not in the year 2020 anymore. Maybe you feel the same. It so feel, feels like more I'm in, like I'm in the year 1820 or 1920, where it's just like the level of rationale has just declined so much. And and that's honestly, it's a psychological thing. I've gone over it before. When, when people are scared, they get into they get into that mindset where they don't actually see. It's it's very binary. It's very yes or no. And it's very narrow, uh, narrow focus. Anyway, let's get into the debate. I already have like a five-minute <laughs> intro, so let's get in. Rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources. Uh, I need to point out that he is actually holding his mask while he's saying this and fiddling around with it, which is uh, a big no-no. And if you have a mask, you're not supposed to be touching it with your fingers. And he's actually playing around with it while it's in front of him and, uh, and touching it all over. So uh, let's continue. <laughs> to be able to do that. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious <laughs> Still folding the mask in the, in the whole world, over and over. said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks... I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. President Trump, I'd like to follow up with you and your comments. You talked about taking a therapeutic. I assume you're referencing Regeneron. You also said a vaccine will be coming within weeks. Yes. Is that a guarantee? Is, no, it's is not this... a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks, and it will be distributed very quickly. Can you tell us which companies? Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well, Moderna is doing very well, Pfizer is doing very well, and we have numerous others. Then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe. Let me follow up with you, and because this is new information, you have said a vaccine is coming soon within weeks now. Your own officials say it could take well into 2021 at the earliest for enough Americans to get vaccinated. And even then, they say the country will be wearing masks and distancing into 2022. Is your timeline realistic? No, I think my timeline is going to be more accurate. I don't know that they're counting on the military the way I do, but we have our generals lined up, one in particular that's the head of logistics. And this is a very easy distribution for him. He's ready to go as soon as we have the vaccine. 
and we expect to have 100 million vials as soon as we have the vaccine, he's ready to go. Vice President Biden, your reaction, and just 40% of Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved right. by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're actually not being transparent with how they're making this vaccine. They agreed to a placebo, uh, which is a, a neutral uh, non-harming, you know, type type of thing, and uh, they are not using the placebo anymore. Uh, several people have died already around the world in different uh, uh, trials, and and those, uh, and it's, I think two or three. I, I know of definitely two. Two companies have actually stopped their trials of the COVID nineteen vaccine. Um, I'm pretty sure shortly after the death of of people in the trial. Um, it's important to keep in mind a vaccine, just to put it like really, really simply, is training your immune system. Your immune system can literally kill you if it is uh, not doing, uh, if it's not behaving correctly. So it's a very important thing not to mess around with your immune system with artificial means. And if you do, you make sure that you do really long-term testing. But what they're actually doing here is that they're, they're not doing long-term testing. Well, they haven't done long-term testing in a long time. Uh, so if you don't know too much about vaccines, go to my other episodes where I just share unabashedly because I didn't know about vaccines until I looked into it. Uh, I mean, I looked into the, uh, you can just read the labels, the labels of these things. Uh, they're complicated. They take a, a lot of uh, getting used to, but yeah, this, this, the, the process is not transparent because they have no liability, uh, since 1984 or 86. I keep forgetting that number and, um, no liability and they don't test on a placebo, a real placebo. They, um, Yep, they have nothing to lose, and and also, and it's the U.S. taxpayer actually pays for them to be made, so they they're essentially making it for little to no cost, and they have no liability, and they don't have to test it uh, appropriately. So it's just if that sounds like a great mix to you, then maybe you're part of that forty percent um, that still would take the vaccine. But um, yeah, are there good vaccines? I'm not sure. Um, I, I prefer to use my own body and immune system and support my body. So that's, that's the, that's the, that's my last thing on this. <laughs> Have the scientists world see it, know it, look at it, <laughs> go through all the processes. Taste and by the it. way, he's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And he has no clear plan, and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. President Trump, your reaction? He says you I have no plan. I don't think we're going to have a dark winter and, at all. I'll, I'll skip ahead. But I, I, what's interesting is that these people not that long ago were thanking uh, President Trump for everything he's been doing and the, the responses and all these things. But once it gets close to election time, they do a 180 and they pretend like people never, like they like they have a uh, a one week memory. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing the clips. I remember uh, the Democrats not wanting to do anything, 
and uh, calling Trump fear-mongering, basically, and xenophobic for closing down borders and things like that. Although, you know, my position is that this whole thing is just really, um, like, if no one said anything, would any of us notice that the coronavirus was here? Nope. No, I don't think so. Um, I think it would have been... Uh, I think actually, I think it would have been treated better as well because people would have used the, they would have been able, the doctors would have been able to use the uh, prescriptions that um, like the hydroxychloroquine and zinc and whatever, they would have been able to work together without the, um, the, the just weird backlash and, uh, and trying to silence doctors from doing what they would normally do. So I think, honestly, I would think less people would have died even if, if, especially if they didn't say anything, because doctors would have been able to actually just work together and not be impeded from using life-saving drugs and pharmaceuticals. Uh, that's my opinion. But, you know, hindsight, who knows? Uh, that's, that's, that's how I feel. Let's uh, I'll pause real quick. I know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us. That's a good Vice point. Vice President Biden, your response. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Except the, uh, the only thing, I mean, they're leaving out a lot with one-minute, two-minute responses or whatever it is. Um, they're ignoring that uh, doctors are being silenced. They're ignoring about the... Um, the different medications that are being attacked, even though it's on the uh, safe, safe and approved, the essential medicine, essential medicine list for 65 years. Uh, like never seen a drug attacked. It's because they have, I guess, more money planned up ahead, and uh, the drug is not patented anymore. It's super cheap, and uh, I guess this Regeneron or whatever they were talking about most likely is, is newer and now patented. Response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that. In addition to that, what he did, he made sure that we had 44 people that were in there in China trying to get to Wuhan to determine what exactly the source was. What did the president say in January? He said, no, he said, this is, he's being transparent. The president of China is being transparent. We owe him a debt of gratitude. We, ought to, we have to thank him. And, and then what happened was we started talking about using the Defense Act to make sure we go out and get whatever is needed out there to protect people. And again, I go back to this. He had nothing. He did virtually nothing. And then he gets out of the hospital and he talks about, we're, this is, don't worry, it's all going to be over soon. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? There are over 30, 40,000 uh, scientists and people in the medical field who disagree with that. The uh, Great Barrington Declaration is just like a small example of how many people are speaking out against what's going on. Uh, but of course, that is also suppressed, just like the uh, doctors who are with 100% success uh, you know, hundred percent success in treating patients uh, are being silenced. It's it's an insane thing, but uh, that's our twenty twenty.
Action. I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to Even lock Joe himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And Kirsten, every t every meeting I had. Every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including Gold Star families and military families, every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 99.9% of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school, and we can't close up our nation, or you're not going to have a nation. And, of course, the CDC has said young people... Ugh, geez. And then this is where they, the moderator jumps in to try and take away what Trump said about 99% of people being just fine once they get it. So that's not a 99% of the population. That's 99% of the people who get infected and get sick and get to the, go to the hospital, though that's the percentage. So it's actually would be over 99 point whatever. It's it's much higher. I think for total population, I think it's still hovering around 99.76 at, at the worst uh, for total population. So uh, yes, very mild, non-deadly, uh, especially if treated correctly, uh, coronavirus people can get sick with COVID-19 and yeah. can pass it. Vice President Biden, I want to talk... No, they, 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 they're back and forth on that, whether young people can pass it or not or whatever. It, it's, I've seen more studies to suggest that no, if people who are not symptomatic don't pass it and it's not airborne. And then, uh, you know, it, they go back and forth. Let me, let me just go to another part of this. I have a question. No, number one. He says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the what kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their, out of habit, where their wife or husband was, is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it. Because he has never said, he said, you said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now? What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your... <laughs> uh, you can tell the first part of that statement was very prepared. And the last part was just kind of fell apart and it seemed a bit incoherent. Um, he's like, and you say, I take no responsibility. It's like, who? Uh, yeah, putting words in his mouth. But anyway, uh, that's a very slimy politician thing to do. Just uh, prey on people's feelings and then like direct their, like first uh, agitate. Right, he's agitating people who have lost someone. Uh, then he's directing the blame uh, towards uh, Trump, and that's that's it. So it's kind of, and it's manipulative because he's trying to do that to gain a vote. So I would hope people notice that. I notice that he's trying to manipulate and make people feel sad and feel scared and and uh, hopeless, and uh, and that's kind of what he's his whole his whole model. Of, uh, of the debates and his presidential run and his commercials are fear, fear, and and be scared and, and uh, 
and that's pretty much it. And then, uh, then surprisingly, Trump has been more uh, about hope, and then also he does bash people, and uh, and I think he does the idea he does have the the usual politician fear mongering ads as well, but definitely a lot less. So it's it's at a ratio, no idea, but uh, it's still. You know, there's there's two two still pres- uh, people running for president with political ads, so it, it's slimy on both ends. So I don't, I'm not gonna uh, pretend like it isn't. Excuse me, I take I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault, and you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. They kept it from going into the rest of China for the most part. But they didn't keep it from coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. There you go. That was, uh, once again, if you listen to Trump uh, in context, away from someone spinning the the narrative, unfortunately, there's still a moderator here who's trying to spin the narrative. And, um, you know, Trump is trying to spin a narrative as well, but just not as, not as, um, reality it's more in line with reality and I, I still think he's lying i still think trump is lying about a few things and i think he's knowingly lying uh, he's knowingly lying about the vaccine i don't think he likes vaccines uh he's knowingly lying that uh that the uh, about the numbers so uh how many are uh dead supposedly for coronavirus i think two hundred thousand. Uh, I think he's knowingly lying about that. I think he knows those numbers are inflated. He knows the testing is is a load of crap as well, and um, and so I think he's lying about th- those things. Uh, and and that's honestly, I think that's just because the general, the most people, ninety nine percent of people, I would think, are just not. Um, n- they're not quite up to speed on what's going on. They're scared, so they're not going to even bother trying to do their research. Um, they're just trying to live their their lives, and um, and they're not going to question things. So that is that's the force. So you can't really so so in order to, to actually speak to certain things, um, then you're gonna you're gonna have to educate the audience, and that's going to take way too much time. That's that's basically. I mean, if you wanted to do that, you'd do a podcast and be about eighty. Was this episode eighty? Uh, you'd be about episode eighty episodes in to really try and educate your audience so that they can benefit. Um, but you know, a very small percentage of people are going to do continuing education. So, so I mean, so you kind of have to, like, you have to choose, are you going to be hundred percent real and honest, or are you going to, you know, try to dabble here and there? Um, and yeah, so if you're hundred percent honest, it would be hard not to lose some people because they're just not going to understand that uh what a virus is how how this virus behaves how the human body even works i mean um they (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not even going to get into it because this episode's already going to be too long let me let me skip ahead They need to deal with ventilation systems. They need to deal with smaller classes, more teachers, more pods. And he's refused to support that money, or at least up to now. Let's talk about schools. President Trump, I I think we have to respond, if I might. Please, and then I have a follow-up. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Look. I just got to pause. This debate is so different from the last one. Uh, (laughs) Thanking, taking turns, all that stuff. All he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. 
And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down, and we have to open our schools. And it's like, as an example, I have a young son. He also tested positive. By the time I spoke to the doctor the second time, he was fine. It just went away. Young people. I guess it's their immune system. Let me follow up with you, President Trump. You've demanded schools open in person and insist they can do it safely. But just yesterday, Boston became the latest city to move its public school system entirely online after a coronavirus spike. Mm. What is your message to parents who worry that sending their children to school will endanger not only their kids, but also their teachers and okay. families? I want to open the schools. Uh, the transmittal rate to the teachers is uh, very small. But I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep this country closed. This is a massive country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down. He'll close down the country if one person in our in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. Vice President Biden, your Simply response. Simply not true. We ought to be <laughs> able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to safely open, but would they need resources to open? You need to be able to, for example, if you're an open a business, about have social distancing within the business. You need to have, if you have a restaurant, you need to have plexiglass people, dividers so people cannot infect one another. Bubble, you need to be in a position where you can take testing rapidly and know whether a person is, in yeah, fact, I mean, infected. You need to be able to infected. trace. You need to be able to provide the, all yep, the trace. resources that are needed to do this. And that is not inconsistent mm. with saying that what we're going to make sure that we open safely. And by the way, all you teachers out there, not that many of you are going to die, so don't worry about it. So don't worry about it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right, he's talking about restaurants and how putting plexiglass everywhere is expensive. I, I, there's so many good highlights. Let me, do, let me just do this one. And it's not the answer. I mean, you're going to sit there in a cubicle wrapped around with plastic. It's, these are businesses that are dying, Joe. You can't do that to people. You Which just you can't. Can. Take a look at New York and what's happened to my wonderful city for, for so many years. I love Yeah, that's a, a good point. That's not an answer. That's not the answer. That's ridiculous. It's putting people in bubbles is pretty much what they're trying to do. And, and that gets people sick. It's, it's, it's unfortunate what people know about health, but uh, that will easily get people sick that'll i mean this the whole lockdown lockdowns will easily kill more people than the coronavirus I, i'd love to see the statistic on on um the lockdown death record or death uh, death rate of lockdown um but i'm assuming we're never going to because they don't that i mean that would be a, a number that hurts both the democrats and the republicans we have to protect our elderly. We have to protect especially our seniors with heart problems and diabetes problems. And we will protect them. We have the best testing in the world by far. That's why we have so many cases. Let me follow up with you before we move on to our next section. <laughs> President Trump, this week you called Dr. Anthony Fauci. I believe they cut off his mic. Fauci, the nation's best-known infectious disease expert, quote, a disaster. You described him and other medical experts as, quote, idiots. Yes, I support that statement. If you're not listening to them, who are you listening to? <laughs> let, let me, fight this? I'm listening to all of them, including Anthony. I get along very well with Anthony. But he did say, don't wear masks. He did say, 
as you know, this is not going to be a problem. Uh, I think he's a Democrat, but that's okay. He said, this is not going to be a problem. We are not going to have a problem at all. When Joe says that I said, Anthony Fauci said, and others, and many others, and I'm not knocking him a lot. Nobody knew. Look, nobody knew what this thing was. Nobody knew where it was coming from, what it was. We've learned a lot. But Anthony said, don't wear masks. Now he wants to wear masks. Anthony also said, if you look back, exact words, here's his exact words. This is no problem. This is going to go away soon. So he's allowed to make mistakes. He happens to be a good person. Vice President right. Biden, your response. Uh, that's another lie. That he's, I think he knows Anthony Fauci is reportedly involved in, in gaining a function. He has a conflict of interest, uh, gain of function studies. He's a uh, conflict of interest when it comes to gaining money from vaccines. He holds uh, stock in in uh, different pharmaceutical companies, and um, yeah, just all around, he has a he has a poor reputation. Um, if you don't listen, if you listen to actual uh, people who are not part of the mainstream news. Response quickly, and then we're going to move on to the next section. My response is that think about what the president knew in January and didn't tell yeah. the American. This election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that that uh, that uh, Iran is involved. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. That's what's going on right now. They're interfering with American sovereignty. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. I don't think he's talking to them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken with regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. His own, own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy well, I won't, I shouldn't, well, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. The reason he paused on that one, and you can tell, is because he was going to, he did not want to bring up the, uh, his son's illegal activities and the Russian money and, and the laptop and everything that they're trying to suppress. But he went along with it anyway, and, and so he brought it up. So now it's fair game. Pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian that is not true. And then what happens? Nothing happens. And then you find out that everything that's going on here about Russia is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, That's when he's engaged in activities that are trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question, why isn't that being done? Any country that interferes with us will, in fact, pay a price because they're affecting our sovereignty. President Trump. Same question to you. Let me, let me ask the yes. question. You're going to have two minutes sure. to respond. For two elections in a row now, there has been substantial interference from foreign adversaries. What would you do in your next term to put an end to this? Two minutes uninterrupted. Well, let me respond to the first part, as Joe answered. Joe got $3.5 million from Russia, <laughs> and it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow, and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife. And you got $3.5 million. Your family got $3.5 million. And... You know, someday you're going to have to explain why did you get three and a half. I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money from Russia. Now, about your thing last night, I knew all about that. And through 
John, who is John Retliff, who is fantastic, DNI, he said, the one thing that's common to both of them, they both want you to lose because there has been nobody tougher to Russia with, between the sanctions, nobody tougher than me on Russia. Between the sanctions, between all of what I've done with NATO, you know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra $130 billion, going to $420 billion a year. That's to guard against Russia. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher than, on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad. They took over the, the submarine port. You remember that very well. During your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it? Somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family. But what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. <laughs> okay, the press conference he's referring to was a um, old business associate of Biden, Joe Biden's son. And, um, and he came out and he has some phones that he's going to share with the FBI. Uh, he's claiming to have a lot of evidence that this family is very corrupt and they get money illegally and they funnel money through companies and they don't actually, their companies that they run, they're not actually using the companies for like the purpose the company is supposed to be used for. It's more of like a shell company and, um, and they're just funny, funneling money through those companies into the family's hands. And then uh, I believe they said Joe gets 10% or something like that. So uh, they, they've been trying to suppress that, which leaves me, and these tech companies are uh, trying to suppress that. So I mean, it leaves me to believe that uh, there's some validity to it uh, because they're trying really hard to block this story. And, um, and we know they're blocking doctors and we know they're blocking uh, the average citizen from talking to each other. We know YouTube actually blocks and made it even harder on YouTube for people to comment on videos, which is the first time that they've ever done that. And it's, it's, it's just they're furthering. Uh, they're, they're, really, they're trying to keep us separate. They don't want people to get together. It's not because of a virus. It's because they don't want us to communicate and uh, they want us to be scared. And, and honestly, that would lower our immune system as well, not having social interactions. Anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Because at some point they think the it's an estimate. Question. They think I may have to pay tax. So I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your accountant Nobody tell told you, you that. Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written. Whenever they write this, they keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you, I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know, maybe you're not, but you're the big man, I think. 
Your son said we have to give 10% to the big men. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I want to ask you both some questions about all of this. To but I'm going to let you both respond very quickly. Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. Asking about his son and the, and the work. That's actually a legitimate question from the moderator. It's so surprising. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, mm. the only guy made mm. money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Never President deal, Trump, deal with let me, let me ask way, my question to you. But could I just one, one thing? Very quickly. His son didn't have a job for a long time, was sadly no longer in the military service. I won't get into that. And he didn't have a job. As soon as he became vice president, Burisma, okay. not, the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. 183, and they gave him a $3 million upfront payment. All right. And he had no I, energy I'm going to let the vice president That's respond to that quickly, and then dishonest. I need to get to a question to you very no quickly. No basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay. President Trump, this is for you. But he did get a job that he was completely unqualified for. He, I will not dispute that fact. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the other thing. That's what these people do, career politicians. Um, yeah, I mean, well, that's probably... Yeah, I mean, that's what people do who have any business. They, they, I mean, in general, some people just put their family in charge with uh, zero experience. That's possible. And if you're at that level of, of uh, government, then I guess he's doing the same thing. But uh, the question is, that's an extremely large amount of money for no experience. I don't know. I, I, uh, I saw the pictures already of his son with a crack pipe. And uh, I guess there's more footage of, of even worse stuff, um, or footage, uh, camera, I don't know, pictures, pictures and footage of uh, his son doing even worse things. Since you took office, you've never divested from your business. You've personally promoted your properties abroad. A report this week, which was referenced, <laughs> does indicate that your company has a bank account in China. So how can voters... Could give the uh, benefit of the doubt to this lady. Maybe she just watches the mainstream news a lot, and that's her reality. Anyway, um, the I mean, so part of that stuff. So, so what's interesting though is that the more you learn about these things, that no one's I mean, no one's completely lying, uh, but what they're doing is they're framing things in a way that cuts out some information, and um, and they're also counting on you, the average citizen, not to know enough information. Let's say about business. Um, and so that's why they keep going through the taxes and, and, and things like that, because most people don't have a business. Most people don't understand what it takes uh, with taxes. I don't even understand taxes either. I'm going to have to get more familiar with it since I have a, a small business. But 
um, yeah, they count on that. Uh, that's why I kind of like that. This time, Trump was saying that he prepaid taxes, so that was that was a better explanation than just saying, "Oh, you know, the usual." But um, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated. All these things are complicated issues. So just as like say one minute, two minutes on any topic, you're you're going to be missing out on the full picture. So I just I really don't like these styles of debates. Um, but that's what we have. And that's what we did in upholding steel tariffs and a range of other things when we were president and vice president. All right, let's talk about North Korea. Oh, 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 excuse me, no, I have to yes. respond to that. Okay, very quickly, and then we're going to move on to North Korea. with a billion Korea. and a half dollars from China to Not manage after true. spending 10 minutes in office and being in Air Force Two, number one. Number two, there's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China policy, <laughs> though, what no, specifically no, are you going to do? What specifically are you going to do to make China pay? You've said you're going to make all, them pay. First of all, China is paying. They're paying billions and billions of dollars. I just gave $28 billion. New sanctions? I just gave $28 billion to our farmers. Taxpayers' China, money. It's what? Taxpayers' money. Didn't no, come no, from yeah, China. you know the taxpayers. It's called China. China paid $28 billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? They devalued their currency, and they also paid up. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, I charged them 25% on dumped steel, because they were killing our steel industry. We were not going to have a steel industry. Okay. And now we have a steel okay. industry. Okay. Vice President Biden, your response. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. Mm -hmm. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. <laughs> you're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, Sounds well, we can't get new tires or the ball because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. Mm -hmm. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want to talk statement. about North Korea. Excuse me, just I do want to turn second, to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a typical seconds. political statement. Let's get off this China thing, and then he looks. The family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. I'm not a typical Korea politician. Okay, That's President why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about get off the subject of China. Let's talk around sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe. You can do better. We're going to talk about North Korea now, President. I don't think Joe could... could could do better than that at, at all. Oh, I feel now I, like I'm making fun of Joe's stutter, um, but that is not on purpose. That is my normal, normal stutter. President Trump, you've met with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un three times. You've talked about your beautiful letters with him. You've helps her politically out of work. And as of tonight, eight million more Americans have fallen into poverty and more families are going hungry every day. Those hit hardest are women and people of color. They see Washington fighting over a relief bill. Mr. President, why haven't you been able to get them the help they need? 30 seconds here. Because Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve it. I do. But you're the president. I do, but I still have to get. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I think we're going to take over the House because of her. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve anything because she'd love to have some victories on a date called November 3rd. Nancy Pelosi does not want to approve it. We are ready, willing, and able to do something. Don't forget, we've already approved three plans, and it's gone through, including the Democrats, in all fairness. This one she doesn't want. It's near the election because she thinks it helps her politically. I think it hurts her politically. All right, Mr. Vice President incentive to come to begin with. 
Bay, real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring. In context. Okay, so what they're talking about is uh, the 500-something uh, kids who are supposedly separated from their parents because the government took them from whoever they crossed the border with um, and then put them in cages. So that's that's the question. It's the cage question. So first was the taxpayer question or the tax records uh, question. Uh, next is the cage question. Uh, I think they already, they already talked about uh, people of color, but I think they're going to do that again, the uh, uh, the um, racist uh, part of the debates, I think, is later. Bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to that? It. We, we did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about what who we're built talking the cages. About. Joe? Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Mm -hmm. Parents were ripped. Their kids were ripped from their arms and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 of sets of those parents, and those kids are alone, nowhere to go, nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's criminal. Let me ask Kristen, you about I will say this: They went down. We brought reporters. Everything. They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of them haven't been reunited. Good. But just ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask him that. Who built the cages? Let me ask about your immigration <laughs> policy, Mr. Vice President. The Obama... And uh, Joe Biden is uh, uncharacteristically not, not doing a rebuttal to that. So um, the Obama years were worse for immigration and... Um, and honestly, drone strikes way worse than um, any, um, yeah, anything with with Trump, obviously, because um, the drone strike thing. I, I I forgot what it was the very long time ago before I got into politics and health and all these things. There was a story that came out that the U.S. during the Obama administration uh, just assassinated overseas a certain amount of American citizens through drone strikes. Uh, no uh, court. No, nothing. And I always thought this was interesting that uh, there was absolutely no response. And now I know it's because the news is fake. That's that's pretty much it. That's The news is fake. And then the, the cages thing, yes, that was during the years that the mainstream media was, was just asleep. And uh, we know why they're asleep, because they don't want to push any... Uh, they don't want a, a, an eye on what's going on with the Obama administration. Unfortunately... I didn't know that at the time, and now I do. So that's why I am uh, just making you aware of that. The Obama administration did fail to deliver immigration reform, which had been a key promise during the administration. It also presided over record deportations as well as family detentions at the border before oh, changing course. So why in. should voters Good trust job. you with an immigration overhaul now? Because it made a mistake. It, made too, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. And the fact is, I've made it very clear. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pass. I think that's funny. He's also he's running on the idea that people like Obama and he endorses him. And right now, at first opportunity, he's saying that Obama made a mistake and he's going to do a better job as president. So very interesting. Pathway to citizenship for very over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country.
violence. President well, guess what? We have never, ever lived up to it, but we've always constantly been moving the needle further and further to inclusion, not exclusion. This is the first president to come along and says, that's the end of that. We're not going to do that anymore. We have to provide for economic opportunity, better education, better health care, better access to schooling, better access to opportunity to borrow money to start businesses. All the things we can do, and I've laid out a clear plan as to how to do those things, just to give people a shot. It's about accumulating the ability to have wealth as well as it is to be free from violence. President Trump, same question to you, and let me remind you of the question. I would like you to speak directly to these families. Do you understand why these parents fear for their children? Yes, I do. And again, he's been in government 47 years. He never did a thing, except in 1994, when he did such harm to the black community. And they were called, and he called them, super predators. And he said that. He said it, super predators. And they have never lived that down. 1994, your crime bill, the super predators. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done what I've done. Criminal justice reform, Obama and Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. They might have wanted to do it, but if you had to see the arms I had to twist to get that done, it was not a pretty picture, and everybody knows it, including some very liberal people that cried in my office. They cried in the Oval Office. Two weeks later, they're out saying, gee, we have to defeat him. Criminal justice reform, prison reform, opportunity zones with Tim Scott, a great senator from South Carolina. He came in with this incredible idea for Opportunity Zones. It's one of the most successful programs. People don't talk about it. Tremendous investment is being made. Biggest beneficiary, the black and Hispanic communities, and then historically black colleges and universities. After three years of coming to the office, I love some of those guys. They were great. They came into the office and they said, I said, what are you doing? After three years, I said, why do you keep coming back? because we have no funding. I said, you don't have to come back every year. We have to come back because President Obama would never give them long-term funding. And I did. They should be going to rehabilitation, not to jail. We should fundamentally change the system and that's what I'm going to do. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four <laughs> years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? vice president? You keep talking about all these things you're going to do and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. Uh, I would have never run. <laughs> I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. All right, Vice President Biden, your response to that, and then I do have some <laughs> questions for both of you. Well, I tell you what, I, uh, one of my favorite parts. I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is you know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. <laughs> I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow-up. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up This stuff is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, 
then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling <laughs> you a corrupt politician. Nobody's President calling President Trump, I want to stay on the issue of race. We're talking about the issue. from hell. President Trump, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you've I have to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another? Okay, well, uh, if you were watching the video at uh, an hour and 11 minutes, he literally looks like he was going to not be able to speak anymore. He looked super confused and he couldn't come up with the word. And unfortunately, Trump did actually jump in and save him on that point when he uh, interrupted. But um, the laptop and the pictures and all that, that, that absolutely exists. And there is proof. Uh, the I guess the only question is, like, why would they release it, right? Or Well, it wasn't even... It was from a New York, I believe, a New York... Um, tech shop so they released it so i don't know where russia comes into it but um yeah what where it was an american uh tech shop that laptop was acting up uh joe biden's son i believe hunter uh who has the drug problem took that into a shop to to get fixed and never came back to to, to get it and then the after a certain amount of time store policy i believe it was like 90 days uh, the shop owns it at that point, and that's completely legal. And now they want the laptop back because they had all this damning evidence on it. Uh, so I don't know why they keep bringing in Russia. Um, and even if I mean, even if Russia did uh, actually give people the laptop, and the evidence is true, then the evidence is still true. That's that's my feelings on it. Um, I just feel like if they did get money from uh, other countries and the son did do those illegal activities uh, which are horrible and i won't repeat here but they're like serious ones that i mean i'm not talking about uh, just drugs but the other stuff i don't really care about the drug part that's like a personal issue but the other stuff i feel is uh something he should be locked up for so um yeah the, who cares if it's from a, a different country if the evidence is actually true that's how i feel about it is it uh, other people tampering with elections? Uh, so, yeah, but it's, is, I mean, that's like the same thing they said in um, the 2016 election with Hillary Clinton and the, the really corrupt emails that she had, that she deleted and, and all these things. If the evidence is true, then who cares uh, about if someone's planting it to, to throw off an election? They're actually giving you the truth at that point, and then you can make a better voting decision at that point i mean you're still you're still gonna have to vote you're still gonna have to make a decision so if if if, if the truth alters an election then i don't consider it tampering with an election that's how i feel but um yeah i mean it's i mean i i guess to i mean it would be better if it was completely transparent and you could see the dirt on both candidates absolutely but uh maybe there isn't dirt on enough dirt that's really damning on both candidates only on on one side that's uh then that's what you get
Another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly it. what. Is this that's where you're exactly going? what. This is going. where he's going. The that, laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. <laughs> you okay? have to be kidding. Mr. Here we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue <laughs> on the. The Black Lives Matter movement as a symbol of hate. You've shared a video of a man chanting white power to be millions of your supporters. You've said that black professional athletes Just exercising their First Amendment rights should be fired. What do you say to Americans who say that kind of language from a president is contributing to a climate of hate and racial strife? Well, you have to understand, the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, they were chanting pigs in a blanket, talking about police. Pigs, pigs, talking about our police. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I said, that's a horrible thing. And they were marching down the street. And that was my first uh, glimpse of Black Lives Matter. I thought it was a terrible thing. As far as uh, my relationships with all people, I think I have great relationships with all people. I am the least racist person in this room. Well, what do you say to Americans who are concerned by that rhetoric? I don't know. The, I mean, I don't videos. know what to say. I got criminal justice reform done and prison reform and opportunity zones. I took care of black colleges and universities. I don't know what to say. They can say anything. I mean, they can say anything. It's a very, it makes me sad because I am, I, I am the least racist person. I can't even see the audience because it's so dark. But I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. Okay, Vice President Biden. I actually like that answer. It wasn't like the most um, coherent answer, but I actually like it. It's like they could say anything. Like, what, I'm, I mean, what does it matter that I say at that point? It's like, this is what I've done. And, um, and yeah, and th that's about it. And I was, thought that was, that was a pretty good, mature answer. And let me ask you very quickly, and then I have yeah, a follow-up question didn't sound very Abraham much. Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. <laughs> he pours fuel on every single racist fire. Mm, that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> every single one. Started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. Thinking of making a separate video about uh, walking away from ever voting for these Democrats. I mean, I'm going to be third party uh, still. And, um, and then if, if a Republican runs with, with good, I mean, I guess both ways. So if any candidate who has a good platform and who doesn't seem corrupted by the whole political system, then I'll vote for him. But I mean, I'm thinking of making a video separate uh, discussing about why I had like the sudden 180 on Trump. And it's literally, I could just sum it up in one sentence. It's literally, I watched a press conference outside of the news and the daily show and and all these uh usual places that i get my info from and i just watched the news conference by itself right and then about what is it a day later or maybe a couple hours later the the whole mainstream behemoth uh, of fake news twisted the, the news conference to to something that wasn't even there i didn't even see a problem with the 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 news conference, and I watched a whole hour of it, or hour and a half, however long it was, and I twisted it, uh, the words he said, into saying that he was trying to get people to inject bleach, and that uh, people were doing that. that. That was my first one, and it turned out that they were just very obvious. They were fabricating stories uh, out of nothing. It was completely out of nothing. So if they, if they, if if they just keep doing that over and over and over again. 
then your view is going to change on on Trump, and it's just going to be this: oh, he's an idiot. Uh, he's very incoherent. Yeah, you can honestly, if you put the same amount of effort to Joe Biden, uh, you would honestly think worse of Joe Biden than you would Trump at this point. So, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, a career politician, forty-seven years. But they were not in the crime bill. But okay, why so. didn't he get it done? See, it's all talk, no action with these politicians. Why didn't he get it done? That's what I'm going to do when I become president. You were vice president, along with Obama as your president, your leader, for eight years. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years to get it done. Now you're saying you're going to get it done because you're all talk and no action, Jim. We got your a lot response. of it done. We released 38,000 prisoners left from the You got out, nothing done. 38,000 prisoners were released from federal prison. We have, there were over 1,000 people who were given clemency. We make, in fact, we're the ones that put in the legislation saying we could look at pattern and practice of police departments and what they were doing, how they were conducting themselves. I could go on, but we began the process. We began the process. We lost an election. That's why I'm running to win back that election and change his terrible policy. I just asked ask on one question. Why didn't you do it in the eight years, <laughs> a short time ago? Why didn't you do it? You just said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You put tens because of thousands of mostly black young men in prison. Now you're saying you're going to get, you're going to undo that. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years with Obama. Because you know why, Joe? Because you're all talk and no action. All right, Vice President because Biden, and then we're going to move on to the next section. And no action. All right, Vice President because Biden, and then we're going to move on to the next section. We had a Republican Congress. That's the answer. Well, you got okay. to talk. talk. That, was, that dead air was not me. That was literally uh, Joe Biden just saying we had a Republican Congress. That's his excuse for not getting work done. Uh, which is honestly a typical Democrat excuse that I've heard for most of my life. Um, when I was watching Daily Show and everything, it's always that. It's always Democrats too weak to get it done, and Republicans are horrible people. That's pretty much like the, the story over and over and over again. And that the, the Democrats are these powerless people, but they mean well, but they can't get anything done. And then the Republicans, uh, they want to do the, all these horrible things. That's pretty much the story. Talk them into it, Joe. Sometimes All right. you got to talk them into it. We're going to move on to our next yeah. section. If we go the route I'm proposing. President Trump, Excuse me. please we respond, energy, and then I have to follow We are follow energy up. independent for the first time. We don't need all of these countries that we had to fight war over because we needed their energy. We are energy independent. I know more mm. about wind than you do. Oh. It's extremely expensive. Kills all the birds. It's very intermittent. It's got a lot of problems. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. And the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills is more than anything that we're talking about with natural gas, which is very clean. One other thing. Find me a scientist solar. said that. I love solar. But solar doesn't quite have it yet. It's not powerful yet to to really run our big, beautiful factories that we need to compete with the world. So False. it's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the all economy, right. get rid of your oil industry. You want, 
And, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, now let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. Y you said it I, on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is Jody he's list. flat lying. Would you flat. rule out banning fracking? I do rule out banning fracking because they... They uh, just, Trump just posted a video of him saying, I, I want to ban fracking. So, um, yeah. The answer, we need... We need other industries to transition <laughs> to get to. Okay, well, if you're again watching the video, at this point, Biden literally looked lost for another, I want to say a second or two, where um, he was just like, we have to ban. And he looks down, you know, he looks down and he seems to it's really struggle. It's sad to watch. Uh, but then I remember uh, all this harm that this career politician does or you know all, all this all these awful things he does so um so then i don't feel so bad to ultimately a complete zero emissions by 2025 what i will do with fracking over time is make sure that we can capture the emissions from the fracking capture the emissions from gas we can do that and we can do that by investing money and doing it but it's a transition to that I have one more question excuse in this pod, and then we, me, we have... he was against fracking. He said it. I will show that to you tomorrow. I Good. am against fracking. Until he got the nomination, went to Pennsylvania, then he said, but you know what, Pennsylvania? He'll be against it very soon, because his party is totally against fracking it. Fracking on federal land, I said. No fracking you and said or fracking oil on federal land. Let me ask this final question in this section, and then I want to move on to our final section. President Trump, people of color are much more likely to live near oil refineries and chemical plants. In Texas, there are families who worry the plants near them are making them sick. Your administration has rolled back regulations on these kinds of facilities. Why should these families give you another four years in office? Uh, the families that we're talking about are employed heavily, and they are making a lot of money, more money than they've ever made. If you look at the kind of numbers that we produce for Hispanic, for Black, for Asian, it's nine times greater the percentage gain than it was under in three years than it was under eight years of the two of them, to put it nicely. Nine times more. Now, somebody lives, I have not heard the numbers or the statistics that you're saying, but they're making a tremendous amount of money economically. We saved it. And I saved it again a number of months ago when oil was crashing because of the pandemic. Okay. We saved it. We got, say what you want about relationship, we got Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Russia to cut back way back. We saved our oil industry, and now it's very vibrant again. Right. And everybody has very inexpensive gasoline. Remember Vice that. President Biden, your response and then... That is a good point. Was it like $2 now? It was under $2 for a long time. Uh, that is a, a, a fair thing to bring up. We're going to have a final question for both of you. My response is that those people live on what they call fence lines. He doesn't understand this. They live near chemical plants that, in fact, pollute chemical plants and oil plants mm, and refineries that pollute. I completely agree with that. I used to live near that when I was growing up in Claymont, Delaware. And all Gross, the more oil refineries in Marcus Hook and the Delaware River than there is any place, including in Houston at the time. When my mom get in the car and when, when there were first frost to drive me to school, turning the windshield wiper, there'd be oil slick in the window. That's why so many people in my state were dying and getting cancer. The fact is those frontline communities, it doesn't matter what you're paying them. It matters how you keep them safe. 
What do you do? And you impose restrictions on the pollutions that it, the pollutants coming out of those I fence lines. Do going to do anything? Communities. Okay, I have one final <laughs> would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls. W would you close it down the falls. oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry. Yes. Oh, I will that's transition. a big statement. That's it is a big statement that's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry <laughs> pollutes Why would you do that? significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's you can't a big do statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, <laughs> because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you okay. remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, what? look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production, by 2050, totally. All right. One is he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he going we have to, to get China to do it? Our final question. We have to move on to our final question. No, have to I'm going to, to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. All right. This is about leadership, gentlemen. And this first question does go to you, President Trump. Imagine this is your inauguration day. What will you say in your address? I honestly will skip the last part because it is uh, just pretty useless. I'll sum up. Uh, so Trump says uh if you vote for joe it's going to be horrible and joe um pretty much panders to fear and says that uh you know everyone will die i have a plan blah 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 and uh that is the end of the presidential second and last presidential debate of 2020 this was a long episode uh i mean i summed it up hopefully it's definitely not as much of a headache as the other, as the other uh, debate, and the moderator was better, and there, you know, it's, it's it was much more watchable. So I, I suggest it. But uh, anyway, uh, what will I say? So uh, last thoughts on it are they all did a great job. Uh, except I, I mean I don't I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like uh, a lot of the questions the moderator asked. I don't like what Trump said um, in terms of. You know, basically, he had to, he has to feed into a narrative, so I don't like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I don't know how helpful it is for people determining who they would vote for, except for someone who's not on that stage uh, voting for a third party at that point. But um, if you do your research, uh, maybe maybe you'll find that's one of these people you would like to vote for. But uh, so for me. Uh, I like to be open and honest, and I'll just tell you who I'm voting for. I'm voting for Trump, and that's because of the m mass manipulation that people have um, towards making you want to hate uh, this guy. And then when you actually listen to these press conferences and hear what he has to say in context, it's actually I agree with um, some major stuff. So what I agree with for Trump is the uh, the medical freedoms that he's most likely um, in favor of. He can't exactly say that, but he did say that he's not going to mandate a vaccine, especially because of all the therapies that he was pushing. He was advocating and he was uh, informing the public about all these therapies that Fauci 
and um, these corrupt politicians and, and the World Health Organization were trying to suppress. And um, so, and then he was promoting uh, those videos where the doctors were trying to speak out against the lockdowns and things that are happening. And so he is in favor of opening up and he is in favor of not no contact tracing and less government. And that, um, you know, those are a lot of major things to, to, you know, those are a lot of major things for me. I don't like the idea of a forced, another forced vaccination. I actually don't want people to be vaccinated as much as they are right now. I would prefer if they, uh, if they emphasized real health. And I mean, we have plenty of information that um, lets us know that vitamin D, <laughs> vitamin C, zinc, all these things, if people had more of their vitamins and minerals and lived a healthier life, uh, and, and that was emphasized more and uh, from their government, then less people would be sick right now. Uh, definitely less people would be uh, dead from lockdown, and, um, and people wouldn't be completely under a mountain of debt right now, uh, which, you know, this is just, I can't imagine what the numbers are for people who are in debt right now. And so I would, uh, so I agree. I agree with Trump. It's so weird uh, because before this whole thing started, I thought this guy was uh, complete, uh, completely a bad person. I'll just put it that way. And, and, um, and yeah, and then I, honestly, and then Bill Gates also doesn't like him. So I think I, I, a lot of signs for me point towards uh, Trump actually doing a good job. Although out of the context, it seems like some of those things aren't so great, like uh, exiting a climate deal, the Paris Accord. Um, in context, what uh, I mean, there are there could be a lot of good reasons why that wasn't actually helping anyone. He did defund a WHO, so that's five hundred million, I believe. Took away five hundred million from the World Health Organization, which is a horrible organization. Um, he did um, to go out of the Paris Accord. He did. Uh, he's not for forced vaccinations. He's uh, he's uh, promoted therapeutics, and I believe he even talked about sunlight and vitamin D and all these other natural ways to get rid of a virus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, yeah, I'm going to vote Roman definitely. I'm going to vote for Trump at this point. But uh, yeah, if you disagree with that. Um, passionately or if you get angry from hearing anyone say that just understand most people are good they're doing they're making their decisions uh based on what they see and not uh, out of malice or anything like that so just try to see what they see so i i have the privilege of seeing both sides now because i've seen uh the pro-democrat side and now i see the uh pro-republican side now i kind of understand both sides but I also see a third side, which is third party. I also I'm very much in favor of there being of breaking the two party system as well. So that's that's where I stand. I, I do uh, also uh, com extremely. Yeah, I'm extremely against manipulation, the mass manipulation that's going on right now in terms of uh, politics and health. And um, yeah, so hopefully we can break out of that. Year 2020, I, I'm hoping the election, this is before November 2nd, so our 3rd, November 3rd. So I, I, ho I do hope 
uh, for my my state of North Carolina. I hope Dan Forrest wins. I hope Trump wins. I hope a lot of these uh, Democrats lose, and I hope a lot of third parties get elected as well. But they're really not on the ballot um, <laughs> when it comes to North Carolina, except for presidential uh, choices. So anyway. That's my episode. I will see you guys next time. Have a good day. And yeah, go out and vote. I think your your vote matters. Your opinion matters, even if you disagree with me. Uh, what I also think matters is that you have these conversations and don't just, uh, you know, stay quiet. I think the reason why our country is the way it is uh, in negative terms is because too many people are staying quiet. So I prefer a big, big old dialogue with... Uh, minimal to zero amount of yelling and a hundred percent more uh, understanding. So have a great day. See you next time.